on today's episode of Diving In. But I loved it. I loved it to pieces, but I kind of hit this point where I had dreamt of the job I had for so long. All of my life, went to school for it. Like it was, it was my focus for so long. And I achieved it. And I was 21 and I was there and I was like, huh, now what? Welcome to Diving In a podcast aiming to explore the deeper themes behind the entertainment and content creation industries. I'm Leslie Mosier. And I'm Marissa Mullen. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Happy Tuesday, and welcome back to another episode of Diving In. Today officially marks our one-month podcast anniversary, if that's what you call it. We have been doing Diving In now since February 22nd. Today is March 22nd. It has been such a wild ride. You know, we appreciate all of your feedback and all of your messages so much. Leslie and I set out to do this podcast with no real intention besides having deep conversations with people and each other. And it's just amazing to see how each episode has resonated so much. So thank you, as always, for the reviews on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for sharing, for commenting. If you have any questions or feedback or want us to talk to someone in particular, feel free to hit us up on Instagram at divinginpod or shoot us an email at info at divingin.community. But wow, what a month it's been. It's been so much fun. Speaking of fun, we have an amazing guest today. Her name is Kristen McAtee. Kristen is a content creator, YouTuber, and a host of the podcast Advice. She's been in the social media world for a while now, amassing 2 million followers across platforms, and openly talks about anxiety, the pressures of working full-time on the internet, and her health struggles. Kristen is also one of Leslie's close friends. Leslie, how did the two of you meet? Thank you, Marissa. Yes, so grateful for the past month of diving in. Um, Kristen and I met through Doug the Pug things and collaborations, but we really hit it off right away. And as you'll hear in this interview, Kristen is incredibly kind, thoughtful, funny, and leans a lot into her intuition and spiritual side. She has been a big supporter of everything I've done and a true friend really showing up for me with my health issues, and that can be a hard thing to come by in the world of social media. We are so grateful to have her on Diving In today. I can't wait for you guys to hear this one. So before we get started, Leslie and Kristen, you guys know each other. How do you guys know each other? How did this all come together? We met... What... Who show? Who show was that? We were at a show in Chicago. Oh my gosh. And it we was met, the... We met backstage. The Views Tour. We brought yes. Doug. It was it was that theater. It was like the big Chicago theater, right? And I remember yeah, like it was meeting a- you briefly. I was like, wait, she's really cool. Like we need to connect again. And then we immediately gravitated. Yeah, towards each we other. did. We like talked that night, I and that was that. just that was really wild because Doug like went on stage, and I'm just like, who was playing? It was um, a David Dobrik. I think it was like a live podcast yeah. show. Okay, oh, cool, podcast cool. Show. Oh, Look at that. Yeah, whoa. Full circle. Full circle. <laughs> now we've all got our own podcast. Um, right. But yeah, and then we like stayed in touch. And I think you saw that I was in New York City once. And you were like, let's go get food. And we went to like a steakhouse. We went to like oh, fancy. a very fancy. like meat forward place. Yeah. We were like, we usually don't eat like this, but let's get a steak. Like, I, think, I think we like had a bone that. marrow and we're like, <laughs> we're, like we're getting to know great. each other. We're like <laughs> getting all disgusting. So primal of us. Yeah. Yeah, right. And then we so did a photo shoot of our dogs, which is like very up our alley. You right, know? right. Yeah. 
I was just saying it, it was just one of those connections I knew off the bat where I was like, I like her. Like she's she's somebody that's going to be in my life. Like it was just Aww. easy. It's kind of you can't put it in words, but if you know, you know. Well, so on diving in for listeners, first time listeners, what we do is we the, the structures, we start kind of at the surface level and then we dive into deeper questions about life and whatnot. Um, but starting at the surface, we'll have Leslie kick it off. Tell us about your dog, Link. Oh, my gosh. She's perfect. She is a Husky Lab. She's oh, beautiful. Four, maybe like four and a half years old now. Um, She's everything. She's She has a split down the middle of her face, this like white line. And it's so funny because over the years, you know, you get to know your dog's personality. She's a Husky Lab, which that alone is already two very like contradicting dog breeds. Very like. <laughs> Oh, yeah. let's play fetch. And then the Husky's very like stubborn and like not going to listen to you each day. <laughs> we wake up. I don't know which one she's going to be. She's also a Gemini. Like as far I as I was going to say, this is such Gemini quality. <laughs> right. As far as like her actual birthday. So it's so funny kind of just noticing how even her birth chart like goes into her personality. It's so interesting. Um, I love her. To, I love her to pieces. I got her as a surprise in 26. 17 2018 I think and um oh my gosh were you ready for a dog I was but it's funny because I had never had one I grew up with five cats like I have been a cat person yes, through cats. and through yes cats and <laughs> shout out to cats shout out to cats if you're listening and even my friends when I got her they were like Kristen with a dog like how is this gonna go because I'd I was never like you I don't like dogs but I never I never had one never spent time around them but she she really came into my life and has kind of showed me unconditional love on another level through like an exterior. Ugh, I love her oh, to pieces. Yeah. She's perfect. I totally oh. get that. Yeah, Link is so sweet. We got some really cute um pictures of them together when we were in LA. Yeah, we're going to have to post that in the Yeah, the show the notes blog or, or yeah. <laughs> Link and Doug. I remember when she when that. she saw Doug the first time, she was kind of like Huh? Is that it? Or what's, yeah. what's the quote? Oh, dog is she so much bigger. I'm yeah. sure she's like so much bigger than Doug. Doug is right? like, yeah, we, we have a new term for Doug. We call him a meat missile. <laughs> I used to have a lab and a pug together. So growing oh, yeah. up like from, yeah, from about fresh or sophomore year of high school until last year, I had a lab and a pug oh. and the two of them were so funny together because like the lab was huge and the pug was so small, but the pug thought he was a lab. So like he would just run around like in the park thinking he was chasing after Frisbees and stuff. Aww. They're so funny. So cute. What, what's yeah. something fun you've done lately with Link? Let's see. Um, how about this? A new discovery I've had with Link is, so my roommate, Alex, you know, Alex, mm-hmm. also the co-host of my pod. Um, she took in her brother's dog cause he moved and, uh, like wasn't sure where he was going to live. So for the time being, she has his dog and he's a really big dog, super like stereotypical dog, like barks at mailman, like chases ball. Whereas Link is not like that. She's a Husky, like I was saying, and she's not even very vocal. Like she has a lot of cat qualities. She's very chill. It's very interesting. But back to my new discovery, now that she's been around Bash is his name somebody who howls at sirens and all that. I'm noticing she's becoming more of a dog. She plays fetch now, which she never did. I I would try and try and try. She'd never play play fetch. Like she howls at sirens. 
it's cool to see like this new side of her come out within her growth. I love she, that. They're the forming best. a bond and she's they're, inspired. They're in love. Like they kiss <laughs> each other. And like in the morning, they she gets up first and she claws at Alex's door because Bash sleeps in there with her. Oh, my he comes gosh. Out and they're like, good morning. Like, that's, that's so cute. So cute. Besties. They are. I love that. I'm like, are they besties? <laughs> or are they in love? I don't know. Either way, there's a there's a bond there. For sure. Yes. Uh, if you've got a busy schedule, it could be hard to get all of your nutrients on the go. Even if you had the time to juice vegetables or eat a massive salad, you might not love the taste of dark leafy greens. As we all know, a lack of nutrition can lead to low energy, bad moods, and all sorts of long-term issues. That's why Organifi makes it easy to fill your life with more nutrition using delicious superfood blends. Add a scoop to a glass of water to energize and nourish your day with carefully picked adaptogens, fruits, vegetables, medicinal mushrooms, and more. It's one of the easiest healthy choices you can make each day. My recent favorite is the Organifi Green Juice, which is full of 11 superfoods to reset the body, including ashwagandha, corella, beets, turmeric, wheatgrass, and more. As someone who is constantly surrounded by cheese, bread, and all of that goodness, I need healthy greens to balance out my diet and my day. So Organifi Green Juice has been great for me. It's so delicious, mixed into even just a simple cup of water, and it makes me feel like I have all the nutrients I need to jumpstart my day. So here at Diving In, we have a special offer for all of our listeners, and that's 20% off all products. So go to Organifi.com slash Diving In. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com slash Diving In for 20% off all products. Let us know when you try them. They are so tasty, and I'd love to know what you think. So what is your desert island meal, and what's something you've been cooking lately that you really enjoy? Desert island meal. And bonus question, what's your favorite cheese? Because I just have to ask. Oh, okay. Desert Island meal. I'm going to go nutrition-based because I got to live. So I think I'm going to oh, do true. some, like a steak. I'm going to do some That's iron, fine. get yes. some protein, mm-hmm. um, some broccoli because so good for you. And some yeah. lemon, yeah. The whole, right? Oh, Maybe some nuts, some like pine nuts in there. Like a See, you're going to survive on this island. Yeah, oh, no, this, she's, she's, great answer. she's thriving <laughs> on the island. And then probably like, probably like rice, a grain of some sort, just mm-hmm. like a balanced meal. And then um, something I've been cooking lately, I've been traveling a little bit, so I haven't been cooking too much, which I notice weirdly affects my mental health when I don't cook. It's Me very, too. I'm sure you totally get it. I mean, food is love. Food is my therapy. And when I don't do it, I feel different. I'm not going to say it's like, you know, 180. I'm super depressed, thankfully, but I definitely feel different. But um, a recent kind of recipe I've been obsessed with is I made a peanut butter burger. I made this like kind of a while ago and I'm I'm my, myself and my roommates are still like, can you make it tonight? Can you make it tonight? It's um a burger. I use an impossible burger or beyond burger just because I don't like to eat too much mm-hmm. burgers as you shouldn't. Um, and I do peanut butter on top of it while it's still warm. So the peanut butter kind of melts. And then Ooh. I do cilantro. And then oh. I put like a chili spread on the actual burger, like what you would do with like a mayonnaise or mustard. So it's kind of this Thai chili peanut burger. Oh, Whoa. my God. That sounds iconic. It's oh, so that reminds good. me of like chicken satay kind of. Exactly. From, it's the yeah. same type of flavor. So good. Um, and so then good. favorite cheese? Probably goat brie. Oh, amazing. Yes. Dang. Love love all goat cheese. Oh, so yeah. good. 
Love but no, I agree. I feel like cooking and just, you know, food in general is therapy. And I love that you said that because a lot of the times like we're in such a rush and, you know, when I travel too, it's, I just lose track of everything. And like when you physically don't feel okay, it definitely affects you mentally. And like, we talk about this a lot in the podcast too, just like in sense of nutrition, taking care of your body, but even the act of cooking and the act of, you know, making a cheese plate, it is a form of self-care in a sense, right. because you're slowing down and you're taking Focusing the time to, thing. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I love that. For sure. Damn. I'm going to be thinking about that burger for a while. I'm not going to lie. I'm not. Yes, please. I'm not like the biggest cook in our house. Rob usually just takes the lead and that's like his love language is just making a really, really good. So I'm going to like text him that recipe. Be like, yeah, hey, I'll text yeah. it to him. I have a, I have a dinner idea. Um, let's, uh, let's make this tonight. But can and, you do it? Yeah, but can you do it? <laughs> yeah. And I just like emotionally support and just like right. cheer you on while you chop. Um, <laughs> so let's take it from the top for people who are listening that might not be, you know, following you on social media or know your story. Like where are you from? From, what was your childhood like? Like, who is Kristen? What was my childhood like? How long you got? <laughs> um, let's see. I Hi, everybody. I'm Kristen. I was born and raised in the East Bay area. And I moved out of there when I was 18 into actual San Francisco for about a year and a half, two years. Then I moved to L.A. I've been here ever since. Um, I moved out here to finish my schooling um, I went to FITM, Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising, and I majored in merchandise marketing. Um, I I had totally, I had a full like corporate world job for years. Um, I feel like that's something I, one, don't say enough and don't mm-hmm. kind of acknowledge enough. And two, people don't really expect, especially coming from a digital creator, which I am now. Um, but I loved it. I loved it to pieces, but I kind of hit this point where I had dreamt of the job I had for so long, all of my life went to school for it. Like it was, it was my focus for so long and I achieved it. And I was 21 and I was there and I was like, huh, now what? I kind of set this goal that I thought would honestly take forever, whatever forever meant at that time in my head. And then I achieved it and I was like, now what? And, you know, very long story short, very many hard decisions later, I had an opportunity where I was able to kind of switch lifestyles and have the means to leave that part of my life and start a new life in the digital world. And, you know, I went into it thinking it's going to be so easy because, you know, on the outside, I saw everybody around me, all the creators around me live these really fun, fast paced, like events, this, that, the other thing, lifestyle. But I didn't realize how much of you goes into the creative process because the job I had before that didn't, I didn't exercise my creativity at all. So in the beginning of my jump over to the digital world, I, I got really depressed. I kind of, you know, I had moments where I was like, did I do the right thing? Um, You know, I went to school for all this stuff and I'm not even using it. And at that time of my life taught me a lot about myself and kind of part of my French, but lit a flame under my ass and was like, well, you made the jump and you got to figure it out either way. And I did kind of still kind of figuring it out. Um, I feel like the digital world for me is still this weird 
balance of like taking care of myself, but also giving time to work because I'm, I still feel so conditioned to like be able to clock out and turn off my work brain, but you kind of can't at all in this world. Mm-hmm. You get an email at 11 at night and they need an answer by 6 a.m. Like you, you got to answer. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of my story. Now I, I cook a little bit on my channels. Um, I have a podcast with my best friend called Advice, and we just kind of connect with each other and connect with our audience and talk about literally everything, shallow things from, you know, scary haunted stories to deep things like grieving loss and death. And, uh, Mm -hmm. I've kind of, the way I've got out of my, my rut these past few years, it's, it's been to just stay authentic. And I feel like that sounds kind of cliche, but that is truly like solely the one thing I did for myself that helped me really trust all the decisions I've made until now. Literally speaking yeah. the language of diving in. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm like yes, everything I'm you just said, I'm just like, you are the perfect guest for this podcast. Oh, because yay. with Leslie and I too, like we started this because we both also worked in corporate jobs and then right. both, you know, had these niche Instagram accounts that blew up. Um I'd studied music industry in college, worked at the late show Stephen Colbert for four years, got my dream job and was doing that cheese plate on the side. And then this opportunity popped up for me to write a book. So I left and a lot of similar themes where it's like you enter this content creation space. There's always someone else who like you're comparing yourself constantly. You're putting so much of you into it. And I can't even imagine like, I mean, Leslie and I, we talk about this too. Like we both are, you know, main thing that we are promoting is like Doug and cheese plates where you it's you, you know, so it's like a lot more energy that you have to physically put out there. Like you need to get ready in the morning and be like, okay, I need to put on my face to do a video or to do something on Instagram. Whereas like for me, I'm in my pajamas, like filming cheese, you know? So it's like, so I feel like, you know, there's so many different lanes now in the creative industry and the content creator industry, but what is that like, you know, to have this be so focused on you all the time. And when you get comments and you get sort of feedback, it's like directly affecting you personally. Whereas like, again, for Leslie and I, it's about Doug and it's about the treatment of animals. And for me, it's about, you know, you didn't use enough seasoning in that soup. Right. (laughs) Or gloves. That hurts though. Like talking to a (laughs) a food lover, when someone criticizes the way you did something, you're like, you don't even taste it. You're just like, like, you don't know. You don't know anything. (laughs) Um, well, first I don't sell your guys' selves short. It's still hard as a creative, whether it's you're taking pictures of your dog or your food or, you know, me where you said it, you know, I'm kind of living my life online. It's still hard for all of us. I feel like you guys can agree, like to just be creative in general, it takes a lot out of you wherever you're putting the creativity. It takes a lot out of your energy. And I think something I struggle with and I'm sure you guys can back up too is especially with the digital space. When you have a bad day, you can't just stop, Mm -hmm. but then you're also, you're like, I'm having a bad day. The last thing I want to do is be creative. Yep. Or I can't just let it go when I clock out at five. Cause we don't clock out kind of like I was saying earlier. Um, that's a big battle for me is just creating those boundaries for myself. Still Mm -hmm. working on it. I don't have the answer. Um, but it's been, 
it's been hard to not show the real side of things, especially these past few years with personal things I've gone through online and just like the pandemic in general, where I feel Mm -hmm. like we've all kind of had this inner awakening while we're still trying to maintain like our jobs online, but still like um, acknowledge what's happening in the world. I don't know. I feel like I'm talking in circles here, but it's definitely not easy, but I think just being honest with people has really helped me kind of go through it. I've just, I've had multiple videos and multiple points on our podcast and whatnot, where I've said like, I struggle with my mental health. I had a shit week last week or I had a shit last few months. And the comments that are like, you're not posting as much or what's wrong with you. You seem, you seem sad, blah, blah, blah. I just, I got to a point where like, I just figured if I just give myself and how do I say this? Like if I'm just fully honest with people and where I'm at mentally, Mm -hmm. if they criticize me, that's a reflection of them. And I, I kind of let go of that tension of what other people can say to me and how it affects me. Like that was really hard to spit out, but does that make sense? I love that. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I think just being honest has really helped me through this. Like this is me. Take it or leave it. You know, if you're going to follow me, you're going to follow what's actually happening in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that's, that's so, so powerful. And, you know, I can totally relate. I know one thing I wanted to talk to you about today is we both share our struggles with endometriosis and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I can not tell you how many times I've been having a bad day in pain in bed and, you know, someone needs to get on a call or I should be posting this thing or like, I haven't posted on Doug's account in a few days. And people are like, why haven't you posted? And it's like, oh my gosh, it it is so hard to take care of yourself and have a job that is so forward in front of the public. But I've found that the more that I do post about the real shit, what I'm, what I'm feeling about endometriosis, my struggle, it is such a better outlet for me than me just trying to pretend like life is so good because like life is hard right now for a lot of people. And in a way people, people would rather see the real stuff than just like, you know, I don't know. I love that about like our generation and a lot of, a lot of generations. I feel like just the world in general, we're finally letting go of the facade mm-hmm, and yeah. it's, it's so beautiful. I think it shows kind of a big awakening within our society and I love it. I'm here for it. I think it's helping so many people not be so hard on themselves because it's all relative too. I feel like a big thing, maybe you guys relate to this too. Like if we're complaining on our platform, people are like, oh, you're complaining that you have to get up and take a picture and da da da. And, you know, I could sit here and defend us all day, but regardless, com- complaints or struggles are all relative. Mm-hmm. And I really, I wish people kind of uh, understood and trusted that more. I think to maybe acknowledge your privilege privilege in situations. I think that is Mm -hmm. definitely something everybody should do. I'm not saying that needs to go anywhere, but when people are like, Oh, is that what you're complaining out? 
complaining about. It's like, yeah, because that is a part of my personal struggle. It's all relative. It's the definition of relative. Right. Yeah. It's like pain is pain. Grief is grief. Struggle is struggle. We can sit here all day being like, well, I have it harder than you because this is, this is, this. And it's like, no, like we are all individual, you know, people and it's, it's hard. I love, I love that you said that like grief is grief, pain is pain, because if you and I are going through two grieving situations for, they can look totally different on paper. If you did a brain scan in those moments of both of us, our brains look the same. They're firing the same little grief neurons and atoms or whatever. I'm literally not a scientist, but it's, (laughs) it's still the same effect on our bodies and on our minds. Exactly. Yeah. One thing I am constantly striving to do for my body is lower inflammation. Higher inflammation means more pain and discomfort, and that's the last thing I want. My number one go-to supplement for inflammation is Turmeric Complex by Paleo Valley. I really, really notice a difference when I am taking this consistently. Their Turmeric Complex is made with full-spectrum, whole-food, organic turmeric. Most turmeric supplements only contain one specific compound found in turmeric root, curcumin. Turmeric Complex contains four powerful superfoods, turmeric, ginger, rosemary, and cloves, the most potent spices for promoting healthy inflammation and protecting against oxidative stress. I'm a huge believer in high quality supplements for our body, and I truly wouldn't recommend this if it wasn't really my go-to. For 15% off, go to paleovalley.com slash diving in. Do you feel like you ever have imposter syndrome with what you do? We literally recorded an episode last night about <laughs> imposter syndrome, you guys. That's so weird. Like, That's I have to crazy. tell Alex. Yes, absolutely. I often am like, do I even deserve this? Because I know so, so many people who have worked towards being a creator since high school. And I'm like, you know, like I was just saying earlier, it kind of was this something that fell into my lap. And I'm like, do I even deserve this? I'm, am I even good at this? Um, I, you know, a lot of the space is shock value. I feel like a lot of creators mm-hmm. run off shock value and clickbait and these big yeah. titles and these big extravagant things. And that works for them. And that's entertaining. Like, I totally get it. I've watched it. I've laughed mm-hmm. at it. It's good. But I will often criticize myself and be like, oh, my God, I'm too chill. Oh my God, maybe I'm just not cut out for this. Oh, what do I do? And like, what if people see through that? Do they? Is is that why nobody likes me? Oh my God, nobody likes it. Yes, I do have imposter syndrome. I can keep going. Yeah, yes, it's such a spiral. <laughs> like we, we had an episode about this too. And it's just like in every single industry, you can feel yes. this way. Mm-hmm. It's like it. you can be at a law firm. You can be like anywhere and you can yeah. feel imposter syndrome. And we still, I feel like there's tools in order to get yourself out of that spiral, but it's still so hard, especially with the internet. And I feel like in your position too, like going back to how this opportunity kind of fell on your lap, I can definitely relate to something similar. Um, I dated someone for five years as well, and he was the tour manager for Megan Trainer, And I ended up going on tour with her multiple times. We became good friends. And it sort of like opened these doors in the music industry for me. And for so long, I connected my self-worth with the fact that I was this person's girlfriend and not my own person who actually has this talent in the music industry and can make my name for myself, you know, and working past that um, 
imposter syndrome and that that feeling of like, oh, I didn't deserve this because I didn't do it myself. It's like that person just opened a door for you. You had to step in and you stepped in and you had your own personality and your own energy and created that for yourself. So it's like keep I, reminding yourself that I needed to hear that. Wow. Yeah. Like that analogy is powerful. That's that's very true and something I need to rewind this and listen back to because yeah, I mean, you you totally get it, but that's that's also why like so that's why I started the podcast with Alex too. I was like I'm going to do something like new with with my brand and with me and something that's just me forward that only has my name and Alex's name on it. And I feel like that's kind of been a good outlet for yeah. me. Something I I grew myself. How has that been partnering with such a close friend? I mean, your childhood friend. You guys have known each other since since when? Like uh like fourth, fifth grade. Oh my gosh. I love it, that. It's amazing. I I am so grateful it's so amazing because I know before I was even talking to people like before I started the podcast, they're like, are you sure you want to go into a podcast with your best friend? You know, you always hear the nightmares of family mm-hmm. and friends. You go into it. It's, it's messy. And, um, we're just, we have such an open communicating friendship as is. We always have, we're so raw and honest with each other. And we just, you know, pinky swore from the jump that we'd always express things that were bothering us within the business. Um, and you know, on a, on a legal note, something I would suggest if somebody is going in with family or friends in a business is we did draft a contract from the jump. Yeah. I know it didn't, it didn't feel good. It kind of felt weird to do that with a friend, but it was something we had to do. And we felt like it was something, you know, knock on wood, if anything ever did happen, it's something we had to back us up. Um, yeah, just being constantly, constantly communicative with each other has really helped. And um, I don't, advice wouldn't be the same without her. We went into it together because we come from such different childhoods and different perspectives, but we're also so alike in like the drive we have, but it's, it's cool when we tackle a topic because we're able to give just like different perspectives completely. And it, it just makes the podcast. I love it. And just having someone that has known you for so long and yeah. being able to like grow with her and create yeah. something together. There's, there's really nothing like that. I'm so happy it's for so you guys cool. that you get to express yourself. I mean, so starting the podcast, what are, what are, how has that been as an outlet for you? Like, have you been able to work through things like talking them out with, with your best friend? Like what are some of the things that it's been really, really helpful with? every moment of it really. I mean, we, we went into it, we started it in the middle of the pandemic and it was like, we looked at each other and we're like, we're already doing this. We already sit on the couch and dive deeply into things. We both, we both dive into things on and off camera. Um, very logically and very like, we like love like the psychology behind things and, and whatnot. So we figured other people probably will too. And that's kind of why we started it. Um, It has been so therapeutic. I think the biggest thing that's been therapeutic for me is hearing other people's responses. So we release every Monday and then every Friday we have a follow-up episode where we actually take in questions, comments, stories from people regarding Monday's topic and hearing that other people are like, dude, I'm like that too. Or, oh, have you tried this? And just like really having these honestly big public therapy sessions, wow! it has helped the both of us so, so much. It's, 
it's helped my imposter syndrome a little bit too. Honestly, mm-hmm. like when all, when we have episodes where we've, we've tackled like, um, the stories of like our career paths and stuff. And even that episode, people kind of giving feedback, we were like, wow, like we're, we're doing this. We're good at this. Like we know what we're doing here. It's been amazing. Also, it's while so you fulfilling. were talking, it's three 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 here in Nashville. So little, <laughs> I'm gonna cry. Little, little, little magic coming down yeah, while you talk magic. about the podcast. Oh my gosh! So I looked at my clock. I was like, no, it's one thirty three. But I, I get it. <laughs> I'm like four thirty three here. We're all across the country right now. Right. Um. So kind of going back, like you know, with Leslie lives in Nashville. I live in New York. Um. As we're talking about time change, you live in L. A. Yes. L.A. is a crazy place. And I feel like there is every time I go there, I feel like I get like thrown into something and I come out and I'm like, where was I? Um, Which people could feel that in New York. But I feel like, you know, it's everywhere's different. But especially the scene that you are associated in, in like the vlogging space. I think a lot of people, maybe a lot of people listening don't really know much about the vlogging space. You know, I recently just got into YouTube, like watching it. I feel like I never really was a YouTube consumer that much, but then learning about this whole existence that like this crazy world, like there's these crazy parties, there's people like doing these insane things. There's, I'm sure there's probably drugs, alcohol involved. Like, do you feel like there is a toxicity to that world? Did you get sucked into it and you had to pull yourself out of it? Is there like a balance between the two? Because I feel like so many people go to LA for that experience, get thrown in and might not be able to get themselves out or, mm-hmm. you know, get sucked into just the glitz of all of it. Yeah, it. you definitely you have an accurate look on it. Um there's, it, it just depends on the person. Honestly, I can really only speak on my experience. I know so many people who are in it who thrive in it and it works for them. And that's, I'm so glad they found that. My experience personally, it's it back to imposter syndrome. It feeds into that. Like I was saying earlier, I, I'm not that type of person naturally. I mean, I love a good party. Don't get me wrong. I love a good like Casamigo shots, like take me there. I love it. But <laughs> yeah. as, as you know, on a Tuesday night, like, I'm like, I need to recharge. So it's definitely a big part of the culture here is that constant go, go, go. Um, especially with partying. Mm -hmm. Uh, there was a time in my life where I was pretty deep in it and I did always know that it didn't feel good to my core. It it would affect my relationship too. You know, I'd be like, I want to stay home. Like, I don't want to go out. And it's like, it kind of gets to a point where it's a part of your job to go out and kind of maintain those relationships or, you know, get in that footage or whatever it is. So it, there was a time where I really had to zoom out and be like, what is this doing for your like long-term? I still very much have that Mm -hmm. business brain where I'm like, what is, how is this going to sustain a future? And I realized it didn't for me. And I, I, I had to get out, but, um, yeah, it's, I don't like it. I actually, I was in New York the past week. I just got back two nights ago and I think Alex and I are actually going to move there in May. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I congrats. wanted to update you on that. <laughs> yeah. So congrats. New, New York feels really good for you. I don't know. That's oh, like where I saw you and I don't know. I feel like you're, you're very New York energy. That's awesome. Thank you. I actually, people I met there, they were like, oh, what part do you live in? I'm like, oh, I I actually don't live here. They're like, really? Like, you're very, you're very New York. 
However, some people said they could tell I was West Coast by my nails. I guess that's a oh. thing. <laughs> yeah, like, I feel like here our nails are just practical. We're just really we're practical. practical. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, it's like well. we gotta take the subway and like be outside all the time. Like, right, just, right. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if I can let these go though. My nails, I love them. I love them. No, but, keep um, them. Right, I'll be different. Um, Authentic. I I loved it, and I mm-hmm. I think that summer where I'll thrive a bit more. It seems very genuine out there. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people think New York is cold and, or I mean, it's cold weatherwise, gets, but like the people, pretty, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like the people, people are like, oh, they're like, they're mean and they're cold. And I, I don't see it that way. I see it like everywhere else, or I'll speak for LA because I can. Um, people are nice, but not in a genuine way. They're nice because they're like, ooh, let me like, Moosey up to you and like what can you what do, do you for do? me yeah exactly mm-hmm. leslie exactly and i feel like in new york you don't get that so it might come off as the, oh my god they don't want to talk to me they're mean it's like well no they're just not going to waste your time the same way you're not going to waste theirs they have right. they're on their track they're doing what they need to do and like there's no need to be fake for lack of a better word and i, I sensed yeah. that that past week in new york and i was like it's time it's time for something new I I just don't really identify with LA anymore, mm-hmm. and um, it it I it had its purpose. I I love it. I I'm not, I don't want to be one of those people that talk too much shit on it because I know there's people that are like, oh, I hate LA. Da, da, da. There's so much beauty here. You just got to find the right people, and anybody who's stuck in it, just just stay true. I I don't yeah. know what I do without my hometown friends. I think they've grounded me this whole time. Yeah, I think there's something really special too about having a fresh start in a new place while also having all of the knowledge and growth that you've had while in Mm -hmm. LA, you know, you're able to bring that with you and, you know, you're showing up as authentic you and having all of these, you know, experiences. And, um, I think that's really exciting and really healthy and I'm so excited. I'm excited. excited. You're going to have like the coolest apartment in New York city. It's going to be like so dope. Yes. 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 That's amazing. I'm in Greenpoint, so I'm over on the other side of the river okay. right in Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's nice because I feel like I've I've been here for seven years now, I think eight, and I've lasted so long because I feel like I can kind of escape from the craziness and like right. be in my little bubble and then jump back in. But Perfect. I love it. I never want to leave. It's the Yay. best place ever. Good to hear. You're going to love it. <laughs> so here, Marissa and I are very up like very advocates of self-care so how how have you been taking care of yourself lately like I know we we briefly touched on it earlier but um you've been struggling with endometriosis um how have you been feeling and how have you been you know making the time for you to rest and heal and all those things I I get really frustrated still every time I have a flare-up I think I'm just still in a state of like why is this happening to my body? Like I'm so healthy. I eat so well. I'm, you know, I'm active and all these things on paper that you hear, like, if you do this, you'll have a healthy life. Um, so I'm not too good at the self-care thing yet. I'm still mm-hmm. just in a state of like, why is this happening? Um, I've been feeling pretty good though. My, a few weeks ago, I had a pretty bad, just like episode where like I was so lightheaded and my, Ugh. I was cramping so bad to where I'm, you get nauseous and your like mouth starts watering. And yes. You're, you're, yes. Mm-hmm. It, oh, you know, you totally I get know. It. And then, then I'll look and I won't even realize it, but my nails will be 
digging into the yes. palm of my hand and I'm and Rob's like no, 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 no. I'm like trying not to like <laughs> just trying to like cope I totally I I get it it it's it's so much it's like your body going through that and then you want to be gentle up here and be like it's okay but you're also in so much pain and when I'm in pain I get frustrated for some mm-hmm. reason um yeah but as far as self-care um I think just consistency. I think self-care for me is just not giving up on myself and being yeah. like, work through it. Keep doing what you're doing. Your body is trying its best. Your your little meat sack is trying its best. I always tell right. myself that. We're just, we're souls in a meat sack. We're just Literally. little meat snack. Meat <laughs> and snack. Doug is like, a meat <laughs> missile. Yeah, a lot of meat, a lot of meat references today. <laughs> I know this is like the theme of this this podcast is steak, <laughs> steak. red meat. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on the self care thing. Yeah, I think just it's um, a journey. Being gentle with myself is a big one for me. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a definite journey, and what I've learned is just to, you know not give up when you feel like you still need more answers, but also in those moments of pain, just like you know, literally hug yourself. Like I've done that before and it's, it sounds so cheesy, but it's like being so loving to yourself. And it's like, it's okay. Like it's okay to hurt this bad and to express how bad you're hurting. Um, and at the end of the day, we always get through it. And that's kind of a analogy to life. It's like, there's been really hard shit that's happened to all of us, but like, look where we are right now. We're here, we're talking about it and we're getting through it together. Um, one more question I wanted to ask you is what, what's something that you're proud of yourself for? I am proud that, um, I learned how to be truly independent. Mm -hmm. I think I always said I was, and I was always like, yeah, like I don't need people, this, that, the other thing, which I've learned is not even the definition of independence. You need people. We need to coexist. It's part of the experience. But I finally feel truly independent in the sense where I've done so much work where my alone time made me sick. My alone time, I would have to have noise on. The, The thought of my own thoughts, hearing myself breathe was terrifying. And I'm really proud that I've worked through that and sat in that discomfort Um, it's so powerful to sit in discomfort, even, even when we're experiencing pain, like you're saying it, it's sitting in your discomfort makes you stronger. And, um, I'm proud because I've had very, very low moments of my life where I didn't think I was going to get through it. So it's simply something I'm proud of and grateful for every single day. Wow. That's beautiful. I'm proud of you. Oh, I'm proud of you guys. <laughs> Love you guys. Oh, you really? Wish we were all together right now. I know. I know. What are oh. your guys's big threes? So I'm a Gemini, but the very last day of Gemini. So I have, and I also have a lot of Cancer in my chart. So Gemini, but with some Cancer, and then Virgo rising, Aquarius moon. Okay. And I'm. Cancer, Virgo rising, Aquarius moon. Marissa and I have eerily like the same person. similar. <laughs> it's it's really our strange. only difference is Leslie is our sun signs, but I'm almost a Cancer, and then um, Leslie has Leo Mercury, and I'm Cancer Mercury. The rest is the same. Like so the same. weird. <laughs> we Alex are really freaked out. 
Alex and I have the same moon and rising as well. What? No, what? Yes. Is this a podcast? Yeah. Is, is <laughs> it, like, application to be a podcast partner, you have to have the same. Right, right, Wait, right. I love that. That's amazing. So I'm Aries Pisces Sag and she's Virgo Pisces Sag. What? Yeah. I love it. Oh, I love wow. Virgos. I love Virgos so much. Yeah. Virgo rising, it makes us uh, get our stuff done on time. Oh, she's the most <laughs> organized person ever. And then I'm just this like Aries child over here that's like, Mm, I put it somewhere. I know where it is. And she's like, how do you live like this? Yeah. So it works, though. It's so nice. I and I it. think it's it's always so special when you find people with similarities of your chart. You're like, ah, cut from the same yeah. cloth. Right. <laughs> really. Oh. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for ha- for being on our podcast on diving in and for being so vulnerable and opening up and just you're such an amazing person. So happy got to meet you today on on the Zoom. See you in New York too. You guys, yeah, you guys are we're, amazing. We'll hang in New York. <laughs> Good people. I knew I knew right away. Any like I said, anybody who Leslie knows is a friend to me. Oh. Like I, I, your vibe attracts your tribe. Like I, I found a new friend today. Yes. So it's so nice oh. to meet you and so good to see you, Leslie. I miss so you so good much. To see you. I miss you. I'm. Um, I'll see you when I'm. I'm out in LA next. And before we wrap, um, for viewers. New time viewer listeners, where can people find you on the interwebs? On the interwebs, um, on Instagram and Twitter, I'm just at Kristen McAtee. It's probably spelt somewhere within your screen right now. It's in now. the title. It's in the title. <laughs> and then I have a podcast, like I was saying, with my best friend, Alex Coe, and it's called Odd Vice. So O-D-D-V-I-C-E. Yeah, so find me there. Come say hi. Yes. Awesome. Yay, well, thank you guys. Thank this you has so been much. So much fun. I feel like we could have done a three hour podcast. <laughs> next time we'll like have two. a psychic yeah, next on. 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that'd be fun. Have a psychic on and just like really. You mind really blown. <laughs> Love that. We also never know how to end. <laughs> I know. We, we literally, Alex and I look at each other and we go, okay, bye. <laughs> Yeah. yeah like okay well thank you so much for tuning in to diving in you can follow us at diving in pod on instagram and our website is diving community thank you so much to Kristen for coming on today and we'll talk to you soon okay bye everyone thanks for listening to this week's episode of diving in this show is a resonant media production produced by drake peterson and edited by chris mccone the theme song is by rob chanelli As always, if you liked this episode, please share us with your friends and family and give us a five-star review and hit that subscribe button to be reminded when a new episode comes out. If you have any questions for the show, our email is info at divingin.community. To stay up to date with all things Diving In, you can follow us on Instagram at divinginpod or visit us online by going to divingin.community. See you next time.